Hey, welcome to the Relentless Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. Thank you so much for tuning in. Everybody needs a little bit of positivity in their lives right now. And man, we have a good one for you today. So uh, Kim McIntyre is here today. She's a joyful living teacher. And listen to this, a certified laughter leader. That's who we need right now. I need more certified laugh leaders in my life. Kim, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Joe. Oh, I am too, man. I'm, I'm, I've been waiting for on this one right here because there's not a whole lot of joy and laughter in the world right now. And we need more people like yourself. So we'll kind of figure out. Well, so first of all, how did you start teaching people how to find more joy and laughter in their life? So how does that start? Well, it came out of a bit of a crisis in my life, actually. So back in 2001, I was facing a health challenge and there was a lot of fear and a lot of decisions to be made and a lot of stress in my life in general. And so I heard about this mind-body healing program in the town where I live. And I'm like, well, let me go and take that just for extra support in the middle of all of this, right? And we did all kinds of cool self-care things. But my favorite thing that we did, we did laughter, play, every day we did like we'd play games and we wouldn't keep score and we just you know the purpose was to play and have fun together and it was just so so cool and it felt like in the middle of it like I was coming alive again you know like coming back in touch with my true self and my true inner knowing and just just feeling vibrantly alive in the middle of it and then I finished my time in the program and I'm like where's my laughter today? (laughs) So I was like jonesing for it. And so not long after that, I saw an advertisement to go get trained to become a certified laughter leader. And I'm like, okay, I got to go check that out. And it just added this whole other set of tools and set of wonderful things that I got to learn. And then I have been teaching that to people ever since, since then, just teaching people the value and the um, quality of having more laughter in your life. Like why that's so important. Yeah. What an awesome job. You know, yeah. what do I, I, mean, I you know you look forward to going to work every day. So let me ask you this. How would you, if someone's asked, how would you define joy? What does that look like for you? What is, what is joy? Well, there's all kinds of different definitions of joy, but my personal definition is really savoring the moment, you know, really appreciating the small things in life and savoring it. And it can have elements of wonder and magic or just feeling that lightness and that uplift and sense of, you know, the sweet everyday moments, noticing the sweetness in life. It's kind of a, an awareness as well as just really being alive and present in the moment. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Um, I need more of that in my life. So let me ask you this. So you're a certified laugh leader. What does that look like? How, like I'll come to your class. Is it a class? Is it a group thing? A single one-on-one thing? How does it work? Well, I did run a class for like five years, a local class, but then I kind of took what they did there and adapted it. So I take it into different groups like corporations or association meetings or conventions and conferences and that type of thing. And so I show up and it's a little bit of a speech, but then it's also, we have fun and we, it's very interactive and we have fun and we laugh and we play together. And so I use what I learned there and kind of made it so like, Hey, this can help you relieve stress. This can help boost your energy and your mood. And so that's why it's so very important. And so it's just fun. You like show up in a room and people are like sitting there with their arms crossed, like, I don't know, you know, (laughs) And then we get them going and it's like, 
like a light bulb turns on inside and it's just really beautiful so i mean we're all meant to play we were born to play and experience that joy through movement or whatever it is we're, we're born to do that stuff and we you know there's yeah. that quote that you know you don't you don't grow old you don't quit playing because you grow old you grow old because you quit playing right so we could yeah. for some reason at some yeah. point you have to become this serious adult and i'm not sure why we do that <laughs> i haven't reached that point yet myself but i heard it happens to other people but um so what about some people you've probably run across and what about people that that can't don't feel like they can experience joy how would you handle that well it, there's different reasons for it you'd have to look at what the reason is obviously if they've just lost a loved one or going through some major event in their life you know you got to have compassion like that's not necessarily the moment for joy that's maybe the moment to look for what kind of self-care can I do that would be comforting and soothing that would make me feel a little bit better. But if they're like feeling guilty, like there are people feeling guilty, like I should be working. I should be doing something else other than this enjoyable activity. It's like self-indulgent or whatever, like all those beliefs and those stories in the head, then you really have to challenge that and give yourself permission knowing that recharging your batteries actually makes you better for the other people in your life, actually makes you better for your job and your friendships and your family and everything. So, um, so it would be like to just have that perspective shift in that instance. But again, you have to look at why is there not joy? And if someone truly cannot feel joy and they don't have some major event that's horrible going on in their life, then they may need to get support from a therapist or um, some other kind of counseling or pastor or whatever is, is support for them because they probably need some help to, to lift their spirits. Right. So you, you mentioned about guilt earlier. What about people that, you know, they've, they've lost a loved one or something like that, and they do feel that guilt about having joy. Is that when you would kind of help them way through? How do you, how do you know that fine line, like what they need? Um, I think it, you have to like, just tune in with the person and say, you know, where they're at, because everybody grief is a whole other specialty. And that's actually not sure. my specialty. Yeah. Honestly, if they were truly grieving still and having trouble with that, I would probably refer them to someone who that is their specialty, you know, because that's like putting the cart before the horse, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. you know, you know, but if they're, they're really starting to branch out in their life again, and they do already have that support, then I would say, you know, take baby steps. Yeah. That's look, great. Look for the baby steps. Yeah. yeah. Cause there, there's the grieving's different for everybody too. So that's, that's yeah. an excellent point. So yeah. And there's a lot of people grieving in the world now, you know, sure. a lot of, a lot of people have lost loved ones. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there, there are people ready to start getting more joy in their life and you coach these people. What is what is kind of the first what are the most, some mistakes people make when they're trying to get a little more joy in their life? What do you what do you see people? A big, big, huge mistake is people say, I don't have time for it now. So and so when such and such happens, then I can feel joyful. Right. Yeah. Then I'll have more times. It's that shoving it down the road because then you shove it down the road and you get to that point and then you just end up shoving it down the road again you know so you have to say it's important now because you're not going to be on your deathbed going oh i wish i you know check more things off my to-do list no yeah. you want to be able to have more of the things that bring a, an enjoyable feeling into your life yeah yeah, that's, I do fitness and I hear the same thing. Like, well, when, when this is over, I'll, I'll start. Or when, uh, when this happens, I can start. Well, 
something's always going to come up. There's always going to be something. Mm-hmm. And they'll say they do the, the one day, you know, they, they call it one dayers that, you know, but one day is <laughs> not on the calendar. You don't know when that's going to happen because something is always going to come up until you make it a priority. It's probably not going to happen. Right. So that's an excellent right. tip. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For so sure. let's, what are some tips for people that are looking to rediscover their joy? What are some tips? Well, I, uh, my top tip would be to pro- be proactive about it. And that does mean understanding the value of it in your life, right? Because we tend to think of fun or play or all of that as frivolous, but it's actually fuel for your energy. It's fuel for your life, right? Um, depending on what kind of fun you do though. I mean, there are sometimes fun that could actually drain your energy. And sometimes people have, you know, trouble of like, what is fun really? You know, and if it's going out and partying all night and whatever, maybe, maybe you need to reevaluate what fun can be for you. Right. Right. Um, But uh, so, yeah, so being proactive and actually seeking it out and looking for ways to bring it into your life in small ways. And like the advice I gave before, the, another tip would be to start small. You know, people think that joy has to be some big, huge, giant thing, like big events are joyful, right? But small things can be joyful. You can take a walk outside and look at the birds and the trees and feel the breeze on your face and be grateful to be alive. And that can be a moment of more subtle, smaller joy, you know? And so, so that's a tip. And then the biggest tip I I would say also would be notice where your focus is in general in your life are you focusing more on what's missing what's not working or are you focusing on what's possible and so if you're focusing more on what's possible then joy is a possibility right yeah. and a, a, an easy trick with that is to ask yourself questions so if you ask yourself a question like people use questions in a negative way like okay how could I be so stupid, you know, like, or question like that. And you're, you're going to come up with an answer to that. It's not going to lead you in a good place. But if you ask a question more like, well, what would be enjoyable to me right now? Or, you know, what would be comforting to me right now? Those are questions that lead you in a better direction. And that's why the, I, I believe in the power of questions. I use them myself every day as a way to shift my focus. And that's why the the freebie that I give away on my website is a series of questions to discover joy for yourself and rediscover it because I just feel like questions are so very powerful. Yeah, you're right. Cause your, your brain is like Google. And if you ask, why am I so stupid? Here's 1 million hits of exactly. why you're, you're an idiot. Right. But that's great that you it'll can think you, about it. It'll give you more keywords around stupid. Like, oh yeah. This, this and there'll be like flashbacks of all the stupid things you've done in your life. Yeah, you know? so exactly. That's great. Cause yeah. your brain, it does what you tell it to do. Right. So if you ask it to tell, Hey, where's more joy in my life rather than why am I such an idiot? You're going to get the results you asked for. So that's a great tip right there. And, right. and, and I'm going to link sure- the, I'm sure you get that with people with workouts as well. Sure. It's like having that focus of what's possible is so important. I imagine in your work as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we always focus on what people can do, not, Oh, I can't do that exercise. Like that's okay. There's a million other exercises you can do. Yeah. Let's focus on those. You know, why, why don't yeah. we go that direction? So I'm going to link in show notes where those questions are. So it's at your joyfulbeing.com slash questions. I can go there and download those questions right there. And wow. I'm, I'm with you. Questions are really key right there. And you have some great ones in there. So, oh, um, so let's talk about this. How, how can laughter get us through difficult times? You know, people hear about it, they can, but how, what specifically can it do for us? It just really shifts your energy in a second. 
You know, like if you think about a time in your life where you felt really down and then surprise someone comes along and makes you laugh, right? It's a surprise laugh. What happens to your energy? You instantly feel uplifted. You feel better. You feel like a relief almost. And so for me, you know, I can't prove that laughter healed me back when I had that health challenge, but it surely did lift my energy so that I had the energy to take the steps that I needed for my well-being. So that's a very powerful way, whether it's an emotional thing, a physical thing. And, you know, sometimes you just have to seek out that laughter. And but part of that is knowing what makes you laugh, you know, because not, a, not everybody has the same sense of humor. Right? right. But if you know, like what, one of the things I tell people to do, one of my tips is keep a laughter list for yourself. Because when you're feeling physically down or emotionally down, you don't remember what makes you laugh. So you can pull out your list and go, all right, let me go look for cat videos on YouTube or, you know, like whatever it is for, yeah. for, for that person. Yeah. That's great. I need to make a list. It'd just be people falling down probably. I'm not going to lie. I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy if I fall down, I enjoy, if, as long as I don't hurt, it's other people falling down. I don't know why that's such a funny thing, but it is to me. So that's definitely on my list right there. So what, what kind of stuff makes you laugh? You're a laughter expert. What makes you laugh? Um, uh, you know, there are some videos on YouTube that make me laugh every time. I don't know if you remember the Carol Burnett show and Tim Conway. And if you Google in YouTube, um, the elephant sketch, Tim Conway, I swear, it makes me laugh every time, you know? Oh, and there's I gotta certain, put that on my list. I don't know that one. Yeah, I have to look there's certain sitcoms that make me laugh. There's one moment in a Frasier episode where the character Niles has like an unexpected explosion of shaving cream all over him. <laughs> it's just like the whole setup and the writing just always makes me laugh. So it's like looking for those laughter moments for me in entertainment, you know, like putting on a, a stand-up comedian on Netflix or whatever. But the key with laughter that I've learned is that people, this has actually been studied, people are 30 times more likely to laugh when you're with other people than when you're by yourself. So part of it also is seeking out the people in your life that makes you laugh. So for me, it'd be picking up the phone and calling my best friend or for me also looking for ways to make other people laugh, you know, like I, my husband has such a great laugh and I just love making him laugh. That makes me laugh. And it's just, it's, it's a moment of connection, you know, that's really important. There's nothing like when someone snorts when they're laughing, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite. If I can make someone snort, snort and I, I know a couple of people there, <laughs> chronic snorters when they laugh, I love being around them, yeah, right? Yeah. Or where people who do a laugh that in laughter, uh, it's called a seal laugh. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they almost worry me a little bit, like they're going to have a, yeah, like like a, a heart attack heart. or something, but <laughs> right. those are good. Yeah. And there's this guy I used to work with at one time. If you could put his laughter in like a teddy bear or something and sell that thing, you'd be a multi-million. <laughs> he was amazing yeah. laugher. So yeah, um, laughter is contagious, you know? So. Right. And, it, and it's just, you know, when I think back on my life and some of my darkest times, kind of the signal that everything was going to be okay is that first time you laugh right mm -hmm. when you can finally and you're like hey maybe things are going to be okay so laughter yeah, is yeah. powerful yeah and if you think about it i mean often at funerals surprisingly there's laughter when people are you know whether it's the memorial service or the party after there's like people will be telling stories about that loved one you know, and their humor will come out of that and people yeah. will laugh even in the middle of grief, you know? So, um, and I actually had someone who came to one of my laughter programs and 
just before the anniversary of her son's death. And um, it had been a few years and it, you know, but she always knows the date, right? And there was something about opening up her energy, opening up herself with the laughter that allowed the grief to flow out of her in a new way. And then she felt kind of cleansed from it. So um, things like that happen, you know, it's because laughter is, is energy. We're all energy. We're all made up of, you know, atoms that are buzzing with energy. (laughs) So, um, so it kind of opens you up in a way that um, brings relief. Yeah. That's great. So this is a unrelated question, but since you're a laughter expert, I want to ask this, why is it that like, I want to laugh at inappropriate situations sometimes, like at funerals. Sometimes I have this yeah. <laughs> urge to laugh. Is it just because the, the emotions are just so strong? What is the deal with that? I think I don't have the I don't have the definitive answer. I don't know if anybody's ever studied that. Yeah. Um, you just reminded me of that Mary Tyler Moore episode with Chuckles the Clown, which always makes me laugh too. That's <laughs> another one <laughs> where she's trying, you know, she's chastising everyone for like laughing at the funeral and then she can't stop laughing and then she can't <laughs> stop crying. So yeah, it, it's a big emotion. So, um, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And um, unfortunately I don't have a remedy for that. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's but just it, overwhelmed by the emotions, but I just, yeah, I don't know, it's, it, it's not necessarily funerals, uh, but, but sometimes like inappropriate moments, I feel like. Inappropriate last. moments. Like I can remember one time in seventh grade, I had the biggest crush on this guy, right? And he and I were at tennis lessons together and I accidentally in doing my backhand, I didn't know he was, but I hit him right in the face, right in the eye. And I... I had such a crush on him and of all the, you know, I had, you know, visions of holding his hand, you know, you know, whatever. And I was just like humiliated to the point where I just couldn't stop laughing. Like, <laughs> and I felt, I'm like, he's, and people were like standing there going, he's bleeding. He's I'm like, I know I can't stop laughing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't stop laughing. Um, but so that just happens sometimes. And I think it is a release of, you know, whatever you're feeling, if you're feeling embarrassed or humiliated or whatever, or just uncomfortable laughter can come up for sure. You can laugh or cry, right? So you go either way, (laughs) pick a lane. Pick a lane. (laughs) Kind of, kind of to wrap this whole thing up, how is Joy's version of self-care that people probably forget about? Well, um, joy and self-care are kind of linked for me. Um, I find that if I make space for joy, I'm more likely to do my self-care or if I make my self-care a little more joyful or just more enjoyable, right? If I'm, you know, exercising and I put on some great tunes that lift my spirits and, you know, joyful tunes, then I have more energy for that activity. Um, And it also just makes you want more joy, you know, so joy fuels joy. And it also fuels gratitude. Gratitude and joy are very linked as well. There's actually been studies on that, that they kind of fuel and complement each other. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that answers your question. I'm trying to remember Absolutely. which question yeah. was now. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. definitely definitely self-care right there. So yeah. um, what, you're doing a lot of cool work out in the world, that, especially now that people people need what you are providing. So you have great tips and classes and everything on your website. It's joyfulbeing.com. And like I said, if nothing else, go check out those questions. They're great 10 questions you can download on there. And But just check out the website, all the things she's offering. And thank you so much for telling me. This is really interesting. I had a great time talking with you and you are you're making me laugh over there. So you're good at what you do. Thank you so much, Joe. It was well, great. Fun. Thank you so much for coming on. I'd love to stay in touch with you. That would be great. All yeah. right. I'll talk to you later then. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. I am so grateful to have these awesome sponsors. Go refinance your house to my friend, Dominic Garver. Here's what happened. I called him up. He checked out my info and he told me I didn't need to change a thing. No trying to sell me on a bunch of other stuff I didn't need. Just, hey, just ran my number and told me I didn't need anything. So let him just run your numbers. He will do everything he can to save you years and money off of your mortgage. You can give him a call at 256-714-1429 or check out his website, rocketcitymortgageguy.com. And then Teak Patnick with Patnick Realty. He's a guy, he's a, he's a native Huntsvillian, just like myself. He's a licensed real estate professional since 2004. Hey, you're not just a transaction with Teak. He wants to build a relationship for life with you. And, and this guy does it all. General real estate sales, acquisitions, property management, investments. You know, prayer, hard work, ethic, honesty, and results are the foundations of what he's been built on. You know, you can trust Patnick Realty with all your real estate needs, and they would be honored to be your turnkey agent for life. You know, I trust trust Teak, and you should too. Give him a call at 256-694-0117 or email him at teak at patnickco.com. All that's in the show notes. You can look up at it. Hey, is your child struggling with math? You know, are you frustrated trying to help them? Then you need Mathnasium of Madison. They will meet your child where they are and help them get where they need to go. And they will do this in a positive and uplifting environment. You will see measurable changes in attitude, confidence, and school progress. Go to their website, mathnasium.com slash madisonal, and sign up for the assessment. It is a risk and cost-free process that will tell you exactly where your child stands academically. That website again, mathnasium.com slash madisonal. And let's talk a Paralab. You know, you can grow your business with creative merch. You know, they got branded merch, promotional swag. You know, you can increase your visual awareness with signs, banners, decals. They can even do an online fundraiser for your school or nonprofit. Go check out everything you do. Go to their new website. They just did. It looks awesome. It's apparelab.inc, I-N-K. And you can also email them at theapparelab at gmail.com. Either way, use promo code RELENTLESS. Save yourself some money. Get some awesome products. Hey, support these awesome businesses who support positivity. I really appreciate them, and they'll do you right. Have an awesome day.